0: Hello, Roy. Here I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to the Roy Green Show ad free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let me speak with uh, Hanna Lyubikova. She's a journalist who covered Ukraine and Belarus for Radio Free Europe, and she joins us from Vilnius in Lithuania. Uh, Hannah was on the air with us last weekend. She'll be with us today and tomorrow. Anna, thank you very much for. Coming on the program, uh, the Ukrainian National Anthem is, of course, the anthem that you're familiar with, having grown up in Ukraine. How are you feeling viscerally, seeing what's going on?
1: Uh, Hello, good evening. Um, Well, I would say that this is, um, well, firstly, um, on one hand, I feel a lot of pride and I feel a lot of um, admiration, I would say, towards Ukrainian. Um, At the same time, I see a lot of suffering, and, and I know that, there are cities like Mariupol or Bonavaca or some other Ukrainian cities where uh, people were not able to evacuate at this stage because of uh, the Russian shelling and uh, Russians attacking those cities. And... Uh, despite ceasefire, these humanitarian corridors were not opened, and that's something that Ukrainians really hoped for because the situation there is really, uh, really terrible. Uh, the city is encircled; people don't have access to food, they don't have heating, there is no electricity, and so on. So this is really terrible, and we are on the verge of a humanitarian catastrophe. And as as I uh, sort of kept uh, imagining in the past days, so um, so. I think that, that, again, like a lot of us have been surprised by the resilience and resistance of the Ukrainian army, but the situation is really terrible. And it's just a big question for how long Ukrainians can um, can resist. And I was in touch with, uh, with some Ukrainians, um, l- let's say, well, people close to the leadership of the country, and they were saying that it's really important to close the sky over Ukraine, because in this case, they would be able to... Um, clean the country from the Russian army, as they mentioned.
0: Yes, um, we're going to be talking later on about a potential NATO uh, closing down of the air quarters, a no-fly zone over uh, Ukraine. It doesn't appear that that's what NATO is intending to do. But there's a former commanding general of NATO who says that should be done for humanitarian purposes. So we'll get into that conversation with Admiral Mark Norman, who's the former vice chief of our defense staff, in Canada and get the Admiral's sense of this, what's the feeling about Putin's ultimate ambition? Is he intent on doing to Ukraine what he did to Chechnya and in Syria, simply destroy everything in front of him? Is that the feeling?
1: I wish I could say no, but uh, I think after this, uh, more than a week, uh, it seems like that's indeed his goal. Um, at first, I think uh, we, we discussed it last week, uh, as far as I remember, like his goal, I think, was to organize it, this uh, really fast... Uh Uh, like Blitzkrieg, right, and kind of really quickly um, suppress Ukrainians and win over the country. But uh, this did not happen, and Ukrainians did not meet Russian soldiers with flowers. Instead, they resisted. So that's something that really demoralized um, the Russian army and also surprised, I think, the Kremlin. So now it seems like they are literally destroying everything, and this is not exaggeration because they – um, they have been destroying infrastructure, they have been attacking look, nuclear power plants, and they have been attacking, um, like, basically, um, like, um, water and electricity, electricity supplies in the country. So it means that they want to destroy roads, bridges, and so on, right? So they even attacked, uh, like, schools, universities, and kindergartens, which are not even dangerous for for the Russian army, obviously. So, it does create an impression that they want to leave like really sort of um um like uh, empty area there. I'm not sure whether this is sustainable because well, there is a lot of hatred towards Russians at this stage and the more they do, the more Ukrainians would resist because now for Ukrainians, it's the matter of survival and they clearly understand that. So it might obviously Uh, even motivate them even more to to sort of kind of defend their country uh, when it comes to the Russian invasion.
0: The Ukrainian military is still holding out in, in many areas of the country or in some significant areas of the country, and uh, either holding the Russians back or regaining territory. They might have lost to the Russians. So the military, the Ukrainian military, is still doing well in their fight, even though they're overmatched as far as the, the number of personnel and the weaponry available to them is concerned. They're holding out well.
1: Uh, Well, this is true. I think um, many analysts have already pointed out that, uh, well, they are surprised by the resilience and uh, the strength of the uh, Ukrainian army, again, because there are so many issues at stake there. This is uh, their independence. This is the survival of their country. This is their survival. So that's why people are fighting back. But the question is, for how long can they do this? And now it's really important for the West to understand that if Ukraine falls, then the the next uh, countries would be um, perhaps the Baltic states or some other countries, right, in the area. So this is, like, really important to understand for, for the West. Uh, there are weak points um, uh, when it comes to Ukraine. the aviation, um, because they are not able to resist Russian attacks there uh, that well. And that's why they're talking about closing the sky and um, um, announcing a no-fly no, no zone over Ukraine, because that's where they see themselves that... Uh, that's the weak point, and that's where the Russian army, uh, Russian forces, are winning. So, um, because of missile strikes and so on, so this is uh, something that they have been. Um, asking for. And uh, the support that the Ukrainians uh, have already received uh, is really important from various countries, uh, uh, military support, weapons, um, and, and even the solidarity is really important. Like I'm walking, I'm now in Vilnius and I see on the streets a lot of Ukrainian flags and it just seems, it just feels that Russia has already lost at least when it comes to um, this kind of general solidarity and understanding who is uh, on what side here. So people support Ukraine, but more should be done because now so many issues at stake and this country really needs support of, um, of the West.
0: If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you find your favourites.